0: This is Radio Ragnarok and I'm your host, Toby Jenkins.
1: feel the same Well, maybe we could change Turn to ship another way
0: This is a public service broadcast going out on all modulated signals analog digital and quantum within 10 kilometers of this cos outpost the outpost id is rr171011 and the outpost operator is me toby jenkins the outpost coordinates can be obtained with this signal The outpost is equipped with provisions and medical supplies and has a security rating of 22.232%. The doors are open to the light. The sun is on the horizon.
2: Dictionary. Noun. A malevolent literary device for cramping the growth of a language and making it hard and inelastic. This dictionary, however, is a most useful work. Diplomacy. Noun the patriotic art of lying for one's country.
3: We were not born. We were not created. We just came to be. All of a sudden, out of nothing, we felt the sun upon our skin for the first time, the day that our time began. We were scattered, spread out across the earth, and each of us thought that we were alone. We were not told our purpose. There was no sign of divine mandate. Life had been given to us and we soon realized it was life that could not be taken away. Humanity was thrust upon us. It was unavoidable. We lived among them and soon learned to love them at their best and hate them at their worst. It was not long before each of us discovered how easily they could be controlled. We, the immortals, We became kings and queens, and then we became gods. I was named Chogath, the protector. I was kind to my people and fearsome to my enemies. I built an empire of fire and stone that spanned an entire continent. I watched it fall to the one they called Baal. He was like me, and thus became my enemy. We fought above Abarat for centuries before calling one another brothers, and while we dueled, the world moved on. I was named Horus. I ruled in secret, speaking only to a select few who became known as priests and priestesses. A nation was born around me, and it lived on long after I grew tired and slipped away in the shadows. I watched as others like me transformed it and eventually destroyed it just for sport. I walked in the wilderness for millennia, searching ceaselessly for a reason to care. Humanity served the others well. The one they called Zeus enjoyed the company of mortal women and men alike. He devoted three empires to the pursuit of carnal pleasure. The one they called Athena tempered him, and in turn he allowed her to teach his people to dream beyond sleep. And yet, it would take outright rebellion for them to realize that humanity has never needed us. Most of us disappeared, and gave up the power we once had over the hearts and minds of mortals, seeking instead to live our endless lives in secret. We went our separate ways and soon discovered the pleasures of mortality. The joys of love and the pain of grief. We observed at a distance the beauty of that time between birth and death. In secret, we began to understand the nature of humanity. The constant flux of progress and destruction. We watched as the world burned and was reborn. Yet we remained the same. Some of us found purpose as teachers, saviors, heroes and villains. For a time I had a taste for war. I never picked sides. I would fight first for one side and then after uh, fabricating my own death, I would fight for another. It was the bloodshed that I craved. My own sense of futility was justified in the futility of a soldier's life. I had no reason to care for the mortals other than their fear of death. In every battle, I fought for eternal slumber where I would no longer wait to find myself in a world to which I have never belonged. It is so easy for humans to die and it is the very reason they love to live. They live, though, to love. And love is the only reason to care. Since that first day, I had not discovered love. I understood pleasure. I had known joy, but never love. And then you washed up on that shore. You had been cast into the sea in a plywood box that should have been your coffin. You were barely a month old when I found you. Barely able to scream any longer on the shores of you, I picked you up and held you. Willing your cold, fragile little body to cling to life a little longer. And in that moment, for reasons I am still unable to understand, I became your father. And you... You became my secret whisper of home. My Himitsu. In the lights of ages, your life was only a moment. The most precious, beautiful moment I have ever been a part of. An eternal, unrepeatable moment that lasted a lifetime. I raised you and made a home for you. I taught you to speak and you taught me to smile. I taught you to dance and you taught me to laugh. I taught you to read, and you taught me not to argue with you. (laughs) I was there when you learned to walk, and there the first time you fell down. I wiped your tears, and you wiped mine. You were only seven when you noticed my immortality. You asked me if you were the same. Even then, young as you were, You understood that you would eventually cease to be. It broke my heart when you began to cry. When I asked you why your tears were being shed, you said it was because you knew that I would have to miss you eventually. My beautiful Mitsu, you were always wise beyond your years. Every spring you would pick cherry blossoms, pinning them onto every one of your dresses. You didn't seem to mind that they withered away. You always said the prettiest things are never allowed to stay long, because if they were, we would stop seeing them. Only an immortal would understand that. After watching mountains rise and fall, a human life is still the most beautiful thing in the universe. Every spring, you grew older. Winter saw us hiding inside, around the fire. I would tell you ancient stories and you would always listen. You would run around the house shouting with glee and the snow began to fall and you would beg me to let you go outside. I watched your wide-eyed wonder as the world around you transformed from grey to white. It was nothing new but you still marveled at it and in turn I did too. Every winter You grew older. In autumn, you would paint. You always said that the colors were just right at that time of year. I watched your creations evolve, from vivid, carefree splashes to delicate, nuanced masterpieces. You told the stories of fleeting moments in time, captured the light of ages, and made it shine. And every autumn, you grew older. Summer made us wonder. We would travel to wherever your heart desired. I was your guardian, and you were my guide. You showed me the wonder that my wanderings never had. To you, it was all so new. Every summer, you grew older. In time, the little creature I'd pulled from the sea grew into a beautiful, graceful young woman. You had a head full of dreams and a heart full of passion and a force of will to rival the immortals themselves. Around you, the world was at war and you were determined to bring peace. And suddenly, without warning, you were gone. Snatched from my arms by the fire and the light and the rage that comes with the most devastating device humanity has yet created. There, fat taken my little girl we were not born and we cannot die we have watched humanity rise and fall and rise again and we have always been among them but not part of them none of the others have ever known what it is to be human they may have loved a human for a time but it was always in the light of ages short-lived Others were always of a different sort. Liaisons under the cover of darkness cut short before the truth of immortality could be known. But my Himitsu was so much more than a mere period of happiness in my life. I spent centuries mourning her in a cave, until humanity took the cave from me. I wandered the ever mechanical wastes until the sun grew dim. Watching as humanity never stopped living, I hitched a ride off-world, hoping to find a home among the stars. I existed in a cargo hold as generations lived and died around me, hoping to reach a habitable planet before the resources ran out. I watched a new world born, and I watched it die. And in the light of ages, each world is but a moment. Now the sky will soon go black. And at last, humanity will fade away. Existence itself will cease as the last of the stars burn out. And finally, I will die. And in the light of ages, it has been but a moment. And she was the moment within a moment. And yet, even now, she was the most precious, beautiful moment I have ever been a part of. My Himitsu. My secret whisper of home.
2: Disobedience. Noun. The silver lining to the cloud of servitude. Disobey. Verb. Transitive. To celebrate with an appropriate ceremony the maturity of a command.
0: His right to govern me is clear as day, my duty manifest to disobey. And if that fit observance ere I shut, may I and duty be alike undone. Is Raffle Brown. You know. Sometimes it's important just to sit back and appreciate the world around you. And I think today, for the benefit of my listeners, I'm going to appreciate some of my world around me for all of you. Um, I mean, all, none of you, because I'm, it's still just me here. Anyway, outside the little window... Of the studio is um, well, it's a really pretty sunset. Um, the sun's going down right now, and the the sky's a nice bright pink near the bottom. Um, it's uh, it's a very it's a very dull sort of pinky. It, it's kind of like um, well, well, it's it's basically the kind of pink you get when you slap your hand really hard against your head and look at yourself in the mirror um it's that kind of pink at the bottom and then it gets like sort of orangey um and a little bit up from from the bottom it's a bit orange um and that's i I guess that reminds me of um well of 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 a fire uh uh Particularly the 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 kind of fire my my grand my grandfather used to make, um, uh, under his bungalow. Uh, of course, one day that got got a bit out of hand, and then he didn't have a bungalow anymore. But you know, it's that kind of orange, um, and then it gets nice and dark, and starts going into blue. And there's this weird in between colour, and it's kind of sort of like a maybe green. But not really a like a maybe green. It's 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 something else really. And then it goes blue and dark, and there's some like nice, nice little twinkly spots. Well, I mean I know they're stars, but like you know when when you you spray your helmet and uh, and you let it dry a little bit, and they make and, and and they make all the little you know droplets, and then the sun shines on them and they twinkle like that. They looks a bit like that. Anyway, I don't know if I've done it justice, but it's a very pretty sunset. And I thought I would let all of you know.
2: Distance. Noun. The only thing that the rich are willing for the poor to call theirs and keep. Distress. Noun. A disease incurred by exposure to the prosperity of a friend. Divination. Noun. The art of nosing out the occult. Divination is of as many kinds as there are fruit-bearing varieties of the flowering dunce and the early fool. ¶¶¶¶
4: Je crois que je t'aime, je ne sais plus pourquoi me t'aime, je ne sais plus. Je crois que je t'aime, je ne sais plus pourquoi me t'aime, je ne sais plus. Tu n'es pas là, tu n'es pas la même, tu n'es plus la même aujourd'hui. Mais tu Tu n'es pas la même, tu n'es plus la même aujourd'hui Je ne sais plus Je crois que je t'aime, je Je ne sais sais plus Pourquoi me t'aime, je Je ne sais sais plus Je crois que je t'aime, je ne sais plus Pourquoi me tais Je ne sais plus Tu n'es pas là, tu n'es pas la même Tu n'es plus la même aujourd'hui Mais tu n'es pas là, tu n'es pas la même Tu n'es plus la même aujourd'hui Je ne sais plus Je crois que je, t'aime, je ne sais plus pourquoi me tiens je ne sais plus je crois que je t'aime je ne sais plus pourquoi me tiens je ne sais plus tu n'es pas là tu n'es pas la même tu n'es plus la même aujourd'hui mais tu n'es pas là tu n'es pas la même Tu n'es plus là même aujourd'hui Je ne sais plus Je ne
5: sais plus Je ne sais plus
4: Tu n'es pas là même, tu n'es plus là même aujourd'hui. Mais tu n'es pas là, tu n'es pas là même, tu n'es plus là même aujourd'hui. Je ne sais plus. Je crois que je t'aime, je te. Veux... Pourquoi me t'aime Je ne sais plus Je crois que je t'aime Je ne sais plus Le jour se lève Je ne sais plus La vie t'appelle, Je ne sais plus C'est comme mon rêve Je ne sais plus Je crois que je t'aime
0: Продолжение
2: Dog. Noun. A kind of additional or subsidiary deity designed to catch the overflow and surplus of the world's worship. This divine being, in some of his smaller and silkier incarnations, takes, in the affection of woman, the place to which there is no human male aspirant. The dog is a survival, an anachronism. He toils not, neither does he spin, yet Solomon, in all his glory, never lay upon a doormat, all day long, sun-soaked and fly-fed and fat, while his master worked for the means wherewith to purchase the idle wag of the Solomonic tail, seasoned with a look of tolerant recognition.
0: This episode of Radio Ragnarok featured My Himitsu by Your Nomad Soul, read by the author, with the songs Foolish Game by Copperhead featuring Snowflake and Slack Joe 22, and Je ne sais plus by Lesasso. There were also excerpts from The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce, read by Your Nomad Soul. All content in this podcast is in the public domain with the exception of Je Ne Se Plus by Lesasso, used here under the Arte Libre licence. Thank you very much for listening and be safe out there.
5: This is Toby Jenkins signing out.